What is up, sexy people? It's Anjali, and today we're gonna be talking about why I quit my job as a trainer. It's gonna be super fucking spicy, controversial. I'm here for it. Um, first off, if you hear some rain in the background, my bad, it's rainy now, and unlike most people, I fucking love the rain. I think it's gorgeous and it's cleansing, so window open out in this bitch. And I also wanna say fucking thank you. I just like shared my last, my first two podcasts ever last week. And guys, I'm at 109 plays. What? Like my first part, the one on sex on the female orgasm has 80. So I just want to say maybe it's a glitch in the system. Like maybe the more times, like if you start and stop, it counts as another play. I don't know. I don't think 100 people are listening, but if you are, I fucking love you. What? Okay. Anyway, so let's get into it. I do want to give a quick disclaimer. So for legal reasons, obviously, I'm not going to say the name of the gym that I worked at. Some of you guys might know. Um, and this I think does happen at a lot of big gyms, but I only know like the experience that I lived at my gym But again, it could um, be on a bigger scale. Hopefully not um, And I also want to say that this is not the sole reason or even like the primary catalyst for why I left my job So the biggest thing was I wanted to travel and originally I'm graduating like I said in a month um, I was going to stay there after grad for like a year or two and like try to work my way up and then travel and then I kind of just wanted to do it now. There was some personal life stuff so this isn't like the only reason but we're going to be focusing not on my travel plans but just specifically on like what was wrong with working as a trainer. Not just at my gym but in general I think like even for people who have their own business. Okay so let's get into it. So one big factor was that I worked for a big corporate gym and corporations fucking want money at the end of the day. Um, so I feel like for me, if I were to have a business, I genuinely care about the clients so much. Like I told you guys, my travel plans are to just volunteer abroad. I don't care to make money in my lifetime. That's not my goal. Maybe it'll change when I have a family, whatever. Not my thing right now. But when you're working for a gym where everything's like dollars and cents, I felt like I had to act a little like sleazy in some situations like we so one of the things we had to do was prospecting where we'd be on the floor and have to like go up to random members and like talk to them and try to book them in for one free personal training session and then from there try to sell them now it's not like intrinsically dishonest like you're telling them point blank this is free like there's no hidden price tag but like the whole system's obviously set up to make them purchase training. And I would have people, we also had to do cold calls. Thankfully, my onboarding was like a little, like it was really busy when I started. So I just got actual clients. I didn't have to like fight as much for my clients, which is great. But like cold calls, guys, if anyone, and if you guys have ever done sales, it's literally the worst thing ever. I used to have to do cold calls for like window gutter cleaning too. And it was the worst fucking thing ever. So yeah, not fun. People hang up on you. People hate you. And I just felt like I was always harassing. Also, I don't know about you guys. Like, as like I don't know, I'm a young, fit exerciser. I don't want to be approached on the floor. Now, in our training, like at my job, we were told the opposite. We were told like, oh, some people actually tell us like they were wishing we'd come up sooner and they really want. In my experience, I've literally never had anyone like that. And I've talked to like probably a hundred people while I was doing this like on the floor prospecting everyone's kind of like mid-set fucking pumped up on pre-workout they don't want to talk to me they probably already have a trainer or like are a trainer or whatever so that's another thing that i think like the the company that i worked for made us seem like the best thing ever like being trainers but a lot of other people are great at training themselves and i felt like top shit for a bit too i was kind of like well i'm a trainer here and like for sure i'm certified and i do probably have more training just through my kinesiology degree too and like like muscle rehab and injuries and ligaments and all that shit but like 
some of the gym bros were teaching me shit. Like, we're always all learning from each other. So it's kind of, I thought, pushy to go to people and say, yeah, you can learn from anyone, but also, like, they might be teaching me more than I'm teaching them. You know what I mean? And that's just, like, at the end of the day, the truth. So that's why I prefer to train gen pop or, like, general population clients just personally because they're coming in with, like, they might have, like, an active background. Maybe they did sports in, like, high school or whatever. Um, but like they want you to teach them how to move and then we just do primal movements and it's great or people who specialize in like athletic training also great um, But yeah, just I don't know I wasn't comfortable going up to like big gym bros like lifting fucking 100 pounds for curls and being like hey You need me, you know what I mean? Um, and we had to do that another thing with the pushy sales was it felt really manipulative to me, the tactics that we were using. And I remember I just went through my Snapchat memories a couple days ago, actually in June. So my second month on the job, I filled out a survey for my job and they were kind of saying like, hey, like, how are you feeling so far? Like, what do you want different? And I was like, stop using fat shaming to gain clients. Like it is a manipulative, um, emotionally manipulative sales tactic and I'm not here for it. So um, even though like, we had campaigns saying like, oh, like fit at any size, like everyone's welcome, be your best body. Everything was saying like, you know, if you're not happy with your body, like, you know, summer's coming, like you need to be in shape. Let's do this, this, this. So just the like intrinsic, like we're not saying workout for health or workout for happiness, but it's all about how your body looks and specifically shedding fat a lot and gaining muscle, especially for men. Right. So I was really not cool with that. Um, we had huge contracts and I do think this was a little unique to my gym. So we sold primarily six and 12 month contracts. Whereas I know a lot of other gyms will do like three month max. Some will be a month. You can buy like two, three sessions and we wouldn't do that. I remember one time I sold an eight session like package and you could use it whenever to this girl who wanted to see me once a week. She was on a tight budget. Like she fucking worked for charity. So not making bank out here and school started for her at eight weeks. So she like only could do eight weeks with me. So I'm like, okay, eight sessions. Perfect. And my boss's boss apparently gave us heat being like, well, what the fuck is she trying to see with that? She's not going to see results. And I'm like, well, A, like you can teach a lot. If you've ever been to like a physiotherapist, you guys, or like even a Cairo, really good ones will give you exercises as well. You can learn a lot from those sessions. For me personally, I don't need really a personal trainer to like keep me accountable with sessions because I keep myself accountable. I need somebody to teach me. So if I were to go to like some fucking God celebrity, like squat university or whatever and see him for one session, that's all I would need because a, he's honest, he's not trying to like hold back and not tell me all of his secret. He would tell me everything and he would like do the necessary assessment, see, oh, your rotator cuff's weak or you need more shoulder stability or like you have a hip impingement here, 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 right? Like sometimes you just need the information and some people would kind of treat training as that, like as a physio info sesh, which I mean, we're not really qualified to do. Some of us specialize in injury more than others. So that's kind of my next point is that all trainers are totally different. Um, and we're not interchangeable at all. And when I decided to leave, like I said, for like a myriad of factors, I left. I only cared about my clients. And I remember going to my boss and he's, oh, we'll mess you yet. And I was literally like, I don't care. I don't care. Bye. I was like, are my clients going to be taken care of? So I had a list. I had 10 at the time. I had to break up with 10 people, guys. Like it was horrible. I'm like, I felt so bad. And I, I really like, I care about all of them deeply. And I had ideas of like who they'd be best suited uh, to train with going forward, like out of the remaining trainers. And 
we did set them up as best as we could um and there's also different levels so like i was like a higher level than some trainers and lower than some others so like since they'd paid to train with me at my level they had to be matched up with like a same level trainer and that's like the policy at my gym um but my boss in one meeting when i was being really nazi like okay well they need to be with like the right people he was kind of like yeah well they're not your clients anymore and um our gym policy is that they'll get matched with somebody of like the same abilities and I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but like, like I knew other people at my level who would, could be way better for some clients than I would be and could be way worse for other clients because we all have our niche. And that's kind of what happens at like a big corporate gym. And I've heard this about like every gym ever, everybody has their thing. So like, if you have like a girl come in, like I dealt with a lot of women identifying clients just because like a lot of girls prefer working with girls. Don't love that. Like I like working with guys. I really like having a mixture, but that's just like how it was. And you know, if I needed the clients and there were two girls available, I got them. Um, but yeah, so, and I really like to think I specialize more in like holistic health and um, nutrition as well and intuitive eating and not doing crazy weight scale check-ins all the time not doing crazy fast not calorie counting I would kind of tell them about macros maybe like oh my fitness pal if you want um, but it was half-hearted because that's not how I train myself and at the end of the day I think the majority of trainers train you the way they train themselves so not to say like you should evaluate a trainer's body necessarily and say I want to look like that but evaluate their practices especially if they have an Instagram following yeah, if you can find their Instagram account and see like, oh, okay, they're more like into runs, like they do more like endurance sports or, oh, they're like a power lifter. Or, oh, they're a bodybuilder. It's totally different. Like for me, I could maybe train a power lifter. I'm not like an expert in that, but that's kind of how I train myself. Like I do the big heavy barbell lifts. I could never train a bodybuilder, like because there's such a nutrition component with that. And it's A, something I don't really believe in. I don't think that's healthy. I think a lot of them have fucking disordered eating, whether or not it's like a conscious decision, it is what it is. Um, and I've never done it and I'm not that lean. So looking at me, nobody would ever say like, oh, she's gonna be my bodybuilding coach, but they might say, yeah, like powerlifting or again, just gen pop, general population, training to be healthier, stronger, gain some muscle, lose some fat, all the good stuff, right? Um, but yeah, treating trainers as like interchangeable was ridiculous because since I was like so sensitive to that, like especially one of my, actually a couple of my clients, but one of them was like very, very anxious. I built a good re report. Like I remember she bought like a trial, like I think like a couple sessions to start and then really liked me. And I feel like nobody else would have been able to make that sale. I've made a few sales like that in my life where it's like, I just click with the person and it's more a personality thing that they want to work with me. She has um, like a medical uh, condition that I have as well. So I'm like, girl, like I got you in every which way. She's really into the holistic health. Like, like we talked about like period cycle tracking, like all of that shit. And I would just like stay after session sometimes and talk to her for like 20 minutes about like shit that I just knew from my classes and from my other research, right? Whereas I'm researching stuff like that, like female hormones, other trainers might be researching bodybuilding stuff or sports stuff, and they might help their clients with that. So again, like to transfer her to a random ass trainer doesn't make sense, even if there's the same level and education as me, right? Um, and with these super large contracts, like I said, it's six, 12 months, it's really hard for the timing to work out because when you renew, you're also renewing people for six, 12 months. So, and I fucking hate myself for this guys. I sold one guy six months. He was great. Loved working with him. And then I renewed. And again, at this point, like I, I've never lied to a client. I've never done anything bad. 
I thought I was staying for the long haul. Like I thought I was staying for at least a year. I was predicting for another, I think it was like 18, 20 months. He's like, okay, I'm gonna renew for 12 months is a slightly better deal than six. He's like, I don't really care. I like you, I'll do years with you. He's like, are you gonna be here? And I was like, yes, I promise you I'll be here. <laughs> then a couple months later, I'm like, surprise shoddy. And he was like, bitch, you promised. And I felt so fucking bad. I was like, I know this was not planned. Now, the thing is, I feel like it would make sense for a gym to give a full refund. Our gym took 20% of the remaining payment, and this is like thousands of dollars, right? Um, it's about like, you know, 70, 80 a session, depends on your package and stuff. Um, and like, what that's like two, three times a week. So whatever like balance is remaining, they take 20% if you wanna buy out because they like justify it by saying that's the discount they give you for buying such a large package. So nobody really buys out, they just transfer for to a different trainer. And like I'm saying, like every trainer specializes in different stuff. I'd be pissed if I signed up for somebody for their like specific talents and education and passion and personality. And I got moved to somebody random. And you could definitely like request a switch, but then there's also availability issues. Like we didn't have that many trainers. I know a couple of my girls, like I said, wanted women trainers um and we couldn't accommodate it and i was like i'd already quit my job but i was still texting back and forth with my manager and back and forth with these girls and being like i'm doing my best to like set you up but there's literally nothing we can do so some of them ended up with male trainers it is what it is um but yeah i just feel like that is a little dishonest um and ideally they would be able to just cancel um so yeah we had no autonomy over our own clients this is something i've talked about with like other friends of mine who have like worked for the same gym and then left. Um, so it's a very full-time job. And this is why it was really stressful for me because a lot of jobs, you can just be a trainer for like a couple months, but this is one where you're selling yourself. So in a way it was great. And there were benefits to this job, guys. I'm gonna say some benefits at the end. I don't wanna shit on it too much. Um, but yeah, like one of the benefits is like, I believe in the product so much because it's myself, it's my skills. I know I can help these people. We've had some good sessions together already, like as a trial, and then I give them the big sell and it's fine, right? Um, now like sales kind of like always feel pushy to me. I won't lie. We had like a script to follow. I know like, I'm not sure if you guys have like done sales before. I haven't really. I did like retail where I'd like upsell and be like, oh, well, this is a better deal on this chocolate bar. Why don't you get that? But like, I've never done like sales sales. Like this was sales sales. So I know scripts are pretty like commonplace and a lot of people actually worked at my gym and started out there to then have their own business because they wanted the sales training. And apparently it is really renowned for being some of the sales training. I just like, it doesn't sit right with like me and my character and my moral compass personally. But yeah, so I'd sell these clients like to myself and then if I left that was it it was like okay well at the end of the day the gym owns the clients in the contract it says like in the event this trainer leaves my name is on it which is nice but it, like we own you like she doesn't get to take you with her which sucks because some of my clients even would um like ask me like if our contract was ending it was really expensive I only made about a third of what they were paying for contacts so I'm like I don't think it's that expensive to like upkeep a gym like I get it towel service but you know um, and that also had implications when they'd like miss a session um, because one of my friends brought this up. I never thought about it. So it was about like $60, like I said, 60 to 80 per session. And I was making like 20 to 30 of that, right? Um, if they missed a session and it was less than 24 hours notice, it went through, right? And that was like the policy. Um, and I did try to like uphold it because you know, once you make an exception one time for somebody, then they jerk you around. So I did try to keep it at 24 hours, but 
it's not like they're coming into the facility at all. The booking system's taking nothing, so I don't know why I have to ring it through as a full session instead of, say, I could do, like, a half session. Like, and you could definitely be sketchy with this. I never did this. I don't fuck around with fraud. It just, it always bites you in the ass, and it's just, again, my morals. I could never. Um, but one of my friends <laughs> toyed with the idea of canceling the session in the system so the client doesn't get charged but then they have to like e-transfer you 20 or 30 dollars or whatever you would have made or even half of that kind of like you know when you miss a session and there's like a penalty fee but it's not the full amount it's like 50 percent or something kind of like that i think that would have been a lot more fair because the people who are getting dicked over when somebody misses are the trainers the gym has nothing to do with it right no skin off their nose um, but yeah, so I did have, since it was so expensive and they knew I wasn't making that much money, I'd have clients um, ask me like, hey, do you have your own business or are you going to start? And I have been toying with that idea. I'm not going to do it yet. I'm probably not going to do it for a while just because I'll get more into it with the other stuff. But I was just so like turned off from the whole experience of being a trainer, even if I am my own boss. Um, but I will one day and I'll fucking let you guys know when I'm doing it. Um, but yeah, and I think part of the reason why the gym made us work full-time hours is that we couldn't do a little side hustle on the side. Also, I should know this, I'm pretty sure it was illegal. I could have asked my boss, I also just like would have told him, um, if I was doing something so that I didn't like accidentally get fired, but like, if you are training on the side, that's kind of impossible when you have to work like 30 hours a week. And keep in mind, I'm a student, right? So that's a lot. And the travel time, there's gaps in your day, so you're there all day. Like. I would, over the summer, when I was, like, really trying to be full, full-time, I would be there from, like, 9 to, like, 9 every day, like, a 12-hour day, like, six days a week, like, and I wouldn't, I'd only be working, like, half of those hours, so I'd work out a lot, I'd do some mobility, I'd do, like, a spin class here and there, like, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but it's just, when you're there, you're there, like, it's not a part-time thing, it's, like, you have to commit your fucking life, sign in blood, right? Um, yeah, so just be careful if you are going to work for a company because every company has their own sketchy policies. One fun thing about my company is they don't even have HR, like human resources. They have AR, which is associate relations, I think. And it's really hard to get fired from my company, which in a way is protective. I was like, oh, that's great because they won't fire me if I'm like below my like 30 hours a week. It was like 96 a month plus like meetings and plus, 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 whatever. Um, and you could get in trouble and like every time I'd be under hours, I think I was always under hours to be honest, it was a fucking meeting and I remember even as I was going into the school year, like first week of September, my boss was like, okay, well, what's your plan to like balance? And I was like, my plan is to pass my fucking courses because again, like I was planning to go with this company for the long haul and that's why it kind of feels like such a betrayal because if I'd been treated better, I would still be there like point blank like travel plans aside I would have started my career with them I might have been with them for years like I might have gone like education management route um but just all of the bullshit was a lot so I told him and he was kind of like okay well you also have to keep your job and it was just always this back and forth I was having a part of this he kind of gaslit me into saying this is all self-inflicted I personally don't think so because I'm not even that high strung of a person like I don't really get stressed out by balancing like work life extracurriculars I've had jobs during the school year before and I've been fine with it and I've worked like 20 hours like it's not a big deal it's just like all of the the stress because there's also a lot of work outside of the job and that's one of the other things about personal training you guys it's different everywhere there's a difference between leading a class like at like a sports gym like a like f45 or something like that um or doing like being a group fitness instructor 
and being a personal trainer because if you're good and everywhere does it differently like some places just give the personal trainer like the program like the workout and they just like critique people's form and run them through it fucking easy for me it was like yo we're on the fly here i have to think of okay what's a horizontal push pull vertical push pull squat hinge lunge pattern all in an hour oh and this bitch showed up late and now they have to warm up because their hips fucked up so now we only have like 40 45 minutes to do our whole workout and this equipment is like in use right now new year new me like the gym's crazy like it was just a lot of like mental work so i was basically always stressed i'd be like at the club with my friends like in the booking app because i'm getting last minute texts from clients and trying to book them in because you set their your own schedule which again great and being your own boss seems great um but it also has its downsides so kind of just keep that in mind um my family has always been a big supporter of government jobs like you know my parents were like teachers like my sister's a nurse like shit like that i mean i kind of think like the corporate world is where it's at or just like no world like i don't know just charity ngo shit um but private like is the majority of jobs but government jobs do regulate a little bit more so that's why when i'd like tell some of these stories and i censored it because i knew my dad would shit on me he'd be like oh well that's why you should work for government get that pension get that and i'm like no no <laughs> corporate is a reality i don't think we should just like boycott having a corporate job i think we should try to like heal our relationship and assert our boundaries and try to make it so that corporate jobs are good for everyone because if i'm not doing it somebody else is going to anyway that's a bit of a tangent um there were other things with the corporation so like i said it was just like this like you know the chain of screaming from how i met your mother where like your boss screams at you and you scream at somebody else and they scream at their subordinate and whatever kind of like that but not with screaming at all just with pressure so everyone's really smiley and nice but like one of my boss's boss was a fucking shark and like she only cared about sales and again she's the one who's like eight sessions what the fuck are you gonna do that and stuff like that i don't think she swore but you know um yeah so then it would trickle down so half the time my boss would be like mr nice guy let's fun and games way too casual actually that's a separate i might talk about some of the workplace bullshit that happened um on the podcast at some point i won't right now I might wait until I'm traveling and in a different country because he follows all my socials and he's probably going to see this and potentially listen to this episode just because of what it's called. Um, but yeah, there there was some fucked shit. There were some inappropriate jokes. There's a lot of like manipulation and gaslighting. So sometimes he was really buddy buddy. And then other times he, like I said, was up my ass with hours and then using her as a scapegoat. So it's always kind of this like, oh, well, it's not our fault. Our hands are tied because of the company, because of the company, because, and it's like going up. So that's kind of just one of the things. Any job that's like super sales heavy is super fucking stressful. Um, and it was really validating seeing like a few of my work friends quit for like, more or less the exact same reasons and also hilarious seeing my again problematic manager explain it away by saying stuff like oh well it's just because of like family reasons and oh like for me he said oh well yeah because you're in school and you're busy and i'm like right so i've done like five months of this job while being in school and doing like sports and training for powerlifting and you know what i mean like i can handle it it's not about school it's about all of the bullshit like i can handle another job while in school just not this bullshit job and then other people he just like explained away so it was a lot of deflecting of blame um another thing that i noticed and this is i think just like one of the most important life skills guys as i'm aging i'm still young as fuck but is like asserting your boundaries going in because people i don't care how nice they are and who they are if they're in a position of power they're gonna do as much as they can to you 
without like until you establish a boundary if that and that sounds really pessimistic and kind of ominous but he he took a very like paternalistic approach again love the benevolent sexism and manipulated me and when i say paternal like he made a joke one time it's like yeah i'm your dad now haha sweetheart like again i'll get into it a different time he said some fucked up shit guys um but yeah and he would kind of like manipulate and gaslight me and say like like one time i had a talk with him about boundaries um and he was like oh i feel like you always have a problem with me and if i just brought up things that i would feel comfortable bringing up to like our boss's 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 boss like i'm not saying anything wrong i'm not like being bitchy or whiny i'm just saying like this is inappropriate whatever or i feel uncomfortable with this situation whatever <coughs> he would like gaslight me and try to like redirect again um so that's a really toxic workplace to work in um after that he got a little bit less actually a lot bit less buddy buddy kind of stopped talking to me froze me out a bit like definitely like talked if i had a question but a complete change in energy and glommed on to other employees so he kind of, again i was like the youngest i was a girl like i guess like pretty and stuff um and other people said they've told me that they noticed when i started there i was new and he did like have a special liking for me and then he went on and had a special liking for other people um one guy too maybe he's bi i don't know but definitely like some of the girls he was he acted really different around the girls um fuck I, I told myself i wouldn't get into this i'm not gonna tell i'll save some of the stories for later um but i think just the boundary thing's really important one of the things i'm realizing is that like with with age and with practice you react quicker but there's always at least for me a bit of a time lapse so i'm sure you guys have had this situation where like you have a conversation whatever it could be with a partner it could be with like a boss or a teacher or something and then like a day or days later you're like wait that was kind of fucked up or you talk it through with somebody and you find yourself kind of censoring like you're like ashamed to say what actually went down because you're like that makes me feel like i'm like like a doormat by letting them walk over me in this way i don't know if you guys have had that probably um but for me it would like sometimes like in the moment i'd laugh and then like days later i'd be like wait that's really fucked up and then when i come after it's like oh well you laughed in the moment what the fuck is your problem and i think I mean, guys, this is a bigger fucking issue. This is an issue with, like, sexual harassment and assault that, like, like things can happen without the victim necessarily noticing in the moment, right? And for me, again, with practice, I'm getting a little bit quicker. Like, the other, I think, a couple of days ago, I was on a phone call with this, like, travel company, and she was being super pushy and, like, trying to get me to, like, pay, and, oh, what's your credit card over the phone? And I was like, girl, what the fuck? I haven't even submitted an application. So I was like, I'm going to take some time. She's like, why? And I was like... It is perfect i like literally told her like this i was like it's perfectly appropriate for me to uh want to take some time with this big life decision i will reach out to you when i'm ready something like that um just to like establish really clearly that boundary and that like again this is my decision i'm in control with it um and if not like i hate to say it but people fucking walk over you and what i said on the phone two days ago would have either i never would have said it for one thing um even last month or it would have taken me way longer like it would have like kind of had me uneasy and i would have been really nice on the phone and then like a week later emailed her and been like wait i'm not comfortable or just chicken or just ghosted and i think as a bigger thing this is why people ghost even with like dating relationships because it just gets to be very overwhelming so i'm working on like almost over communicating not like in a trauma down weird way but just in a way that it's like you're clearly as like asserting your boundaries and i did it the other day with um this guy this is like a story for a different podcast but there's this guy 
he was a bit older, there were some power dynamics in there, super attractive, so I was simping, and he was not. Um, and, like, even though I could have just left it or played the game and tried to, I definitely could have, like, gotten his interest again, for sure. Um, but yeah, I kind of just, like, sent him this massive paragraph saying, like, how badly the power dynamics had affected me, asserting that little boundary. He responded with, like, two sentences, and I was just like, yeah, like, I'm never texting you again. I ended up blocking him, but, like, after I saw his response, and he just gaslighted and was like, yeah, well, like, none of that actually happened. I never meant that. Sorry, you're her. Bye. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, okay, great. I made the right decision. So that is a bit of a tangent, but just keep in mind, like, your gut never, 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 never fucking lies. Um, and boundaries are, like, so subjective that I think, like, you have to talk to yourself and like your loved ones a lot before you bring it back to the workplace like, it's almost i hate like having that like hostility and he felt like that like i would have so many talks with my manager that it seems weird and he'd be like yeah i feel like you're kind of upset at me and i'd be like yeah i am and i was always torn between either just like being bitchy to him but like doing my job and not saying anything or saying something and making it a big thing but then i was like i don't know why we're having like a relationship level talk every week like this seems kind of weird that like I'm talking about my emotions and he would always kind of explain it away and be like yeah I get I'm not perfect but I also get you're really stressed with school and you tend to like do a worse job at work when you're stressed and I'm like absolutely not my clients still love me I'm still handing everything in I think this is all in your head now I didn't say that to him because I didn't want to gaslight but again just like really separate like fucking work and your life and people and try to I would like always go into a job and not just like go into a new job negotiation but every day of a job with like your own preparation like even be it if you have to look in the mirror and tell yourself like I am not settling I'm not getting harassed today I'm keeping my head up like like whatever it is whatever your issue at work is do that before because you're going to be at your most vulnerable around your bosses and just with those power dynamics in the workplace always okay that was a bit of a rant let's talk about the next bit okay guys so i think this is my number one thing and this is why i didn't make this specific to my gym or my corporation this is why <coughs> i quit personal training in general and why i didn't go straight and um take my clients to a different app also i totally forgot to say this but there's some cracked out rule that like you can't train your clients on your own or at a different gym for like three years i'm like what the fuck again they're my clients like if they have a contract at the gym fine but once it's up i'm fucking taking them you're not doing shit right anyway that's i'll cross that bridge when i come to it um but yeah so there we live in a fat phobic society you guys i'm like i know we all know it and it's in media and despite all like the like positive body image shit in the media and like my for you page is really loving and girls are like like showing their roles and showing their makeupless faces it's great it's still like every comedy has like that token fat guy or like fucking barney stinson being like guys like only intervene if i'm like about to get up up on a fatty like i don't want to date a fat girl like that's like seen as like the worst thing ever and i'll talk about this more in other episodes i just want to talk about how it pertains to training just to stay on track with this again adhd mind i'm a fucking squirrel so i could go anywhere we'll see um but yeah it's like a big fucking issue and like i said i feel like fat phobia was used as a tactic in marketing which made me really fucking uncomfortable one of the things we had to do you guys you're gonna lose your shit um it was called life changer and it was this like computer application so you enter you make your client new client whatever take their blood pressure take their height 
make them get on this um scale like electronic scale and it's one of the percentage body fat ones now that has its own issues i kind of like it because like percentage body fat is a better health metric same as waist circumference is a better health metric than bmi everybody knows weight is bullshit it's literally just a number like at my lightest weight i had a way higher percentage body fat than i do now like it doesn't matter but also measuring percentage body fat is tricky so even if it says like oh 25 30 whatever it can vary by so much based on a like did you eat that day like i'm seeing clients primarily like midday or afternoon so obviously they've eaten so they could be like five ten pounds heavier if they haven't taken their shit you know what i mean um another thing is dehydration so when your muscles get dehydrated <coughs> they can resist the electric electric current a little bit more and actually reflect as fat so kind of how the machine works is it sends a current through your body and the more resistance it um, encounters the more fat there is and muscle conducts uh, electricity really well so then like if it conducts quicker and easier then there's more muscle and it's like it can be really accurate if it's a good machine ours was not ours was clunky and broken half the time and it is like a pretty good like starting point like don't get me wrong like it's a good guesstimate but i'm just saying this shouldn't be like gospel because it can vary by like two three percentage which for context is a lot like i've been struggling for months to lose like one percent body fat now i'm not cutting like crazy guys I'm, I'm being intuitive i'm being healthy i'm kind of like maintaining right now but it's yeah like one percent two three is a fuck ton right so that's one thing we'd have them hop on the scale then i'd enter their information so their like name whatever age height and percentage body fat click go um the machine would give them a metabolic age so that's like there's your age age on your driver's license and then metabolic which for almost everyone is higher but can be lower um and it reflects like your cardiovascular fitness and stuff like that now you're probably like whoa, whoa, whoa what the fuck you said you just put their height and their percentage body fat and weight oh yeah yeah becky i fucking did so how are we going to use their weight to and their percentage body fat to estimate their cardiovascular fitness you can't we've and this is a big thing that i've learned through my kin degree you can be a bigger bodied individual you can have like 35 percent body fat for a woman or like i guess like 20 25 for a guy like a bit heavier like considered overweight um and still be really cardiovascularly conditioned versus you can be like that kind of skinny fat phenomenon where you're in a slim body um but your cardiovascular fitness is no bueno so that's also why i love cardio now i don't do it as a disclaimer jk i'm trying um but because like anyone can do it and it doesn't matter how you look at all i love weight training more but cardio is really really fucking important guys we'll do a separate episode on that and like fun ways to incorporate it um so yeah so we do this the life changer thing input it it was the most demotivating thing and my gut was like what the fuck so when i started in may my like boss was onboarding and she's like oh like try this out for yourself and i did it and i'm like most people who look at me they might think i'm a little overweight most people would see me as like a fit young exerciser you know what i mean like i have a pretty normal body like not huge not super super model skinny whatever it doesn't matter right i have my own issues with my body um but yeah for me i was like scared to enter my stuff and i ended up i'm 22 i think it said i was like 27 or something and i was like fuck so i don't belong at this job i think i went home and cried to my roommate or some shit i was like this is horrible i never want to see this again i didn't want to save my result in the system because i was like so scared like what if like 
my coworkers, they would never, but like looked me up and found out how much I actually weigh and that I'm fat and like I'm, I'm 27 years old. That's so horrible. Whatever. It's so demotivating. And we were supposed to spin it as like, like, see, this is like what you're at. We can do so much better with exercise. And then it took you to another page where it, like you can manipulate like, oh, okay, if you lose some weight, here's how much lower your risk for all course mode all cause mortality will be so we looked at i was like four things like hypertension type 2 diabetes um cancer and like heart disease i think and then like the so it gave you an estimated risk which again is just like <laughs> you're not getting enough information to do that we also inputted a family history for that bit so like if like their parents had had cancer or hypertension or whatever and then it would give them like just their genetic risk which there's a million more factors environmental and genetic and lifestyle right um but yeah and then we'd show like how you can manipulate and lose some weight and see your risk of cancer goes down and oh okay well if you add an exercise and that was always the biggest one as it is and again like that's why kinesiology woo, workout movement is just good and working out especially cardio for health purposes is like the most important thing ever like it's so important right um but <laughs> i could tell them that in way better ways and positive ways rather than fucking fat shaming and health shaming them and saying hey you're 10 years older than you should be let's fucking fix it and they're like oh okay let me buy training right now you know what i mean there were other things like the same boss she's not she wasn't my like current manager she was like different um because it switched but she also told me during the trials not to give away my secret sauce um and i get it from a sales perspective but from like a helping humans perspective it's fucked that she was like don't show them every single exercise that they have questions about right away kind of show them the basics and then on like the last like day the day of the sale show them like some other cool stuff that they really want to work with you and then the first day of working with you show them the rest of your cool stuff and then it's over and i'm like okay so they think i'm just some fount of like never-ending knowledge and then all of a sudden it's out like obviously i'm always learning and researching stuff but I kind of if somebody has a question if somebody has like shoulder impingement i'm gonna do the assessments i'm gonna give them some goddamn like external rotation work regardless of like if they're paying me for the long haul or not because i just want more people to be able to like move without pain like i don't think that's so crazy to say you know okay so moving away from my gym's ulterior motive we've talked about that enough getting back to like fat phobia i feel like just as a trainer this is a big internal conflict um and i've talked to other people who like have their own business and stuff like online virtual training and they struggle with it too so i'm generalizing quite a lot here but the majority of my clients were women um who wanted to like you know lose weight from their belly get a bigger butt slim down their arms keep their boobs like kind of like that you know barbie figure i get it I, that's ideal not gonna lie I want that too um but I felt like any advice I gave to them was enabling this like toxic self-view that they had um and especially when it comes to nutrition and this is a big trigger I've actually been having so many like arguments in the comments on Instagram and TikTok with body positive influencers because I love most of their stuff but I also do think there's a place for more regimented diets um and a lot of wellness influencers and trainers and stuff will use the caveat like oh well if a doctor says it's okay and oh okay if your nutritionist recommends at the end of the day guys like eat whole foods like i'll do a whole nutrition episode too but um if you feel like you want to do a keto diet and that's 
genuinely, and I can kind of tell from talking to people, if you have good motivation for it and you're eating enough calories overall and you're healthy and you can do your daily tasks without like fatigue or nausea or anything, fucking do it. But also, if you want to be able to eat carbs because you're a normal living, breathing human being, like I like donuts, I don't know about you guys, don't do keto, right? So it's totally your choice. And I think there's, every time somebody says keto, I kind of shudder too, because that's just like how I was cultured. Um, But there's actually nothing wrong with keto. Again, I'll talk about it in a bit, but like there can be some really good things. Intermittent fasting, even like bone broth, cleanses, soups, juices, it's okay if you're getting enough like overall calories and stuff so if um clients came to me and they were already on some sort of diet that was working for them i didn't shit on it that's fine but if they came to me and the thing is like you as a trainer have to get into the client's head so i'm having again general population coming in for the first time what drove them to come in for training this is something we use in our sales um a lot to like kind of get into that like emotional motivational factor and say okay well like oh your sister's wedding's coming up you want to fit into your dress perfect let's get you in shape by your sister's wedding because that's a lot more motivational than just by a time right like having a time frame is great um but also what's their catalyst and what type of crazy is it going to make them become so that sounds fucked but um if their catalyst is that they're being like fashioned by their family which unfortunately is really common i trained like a 14 year old girl and her dad came in and was like yep she's getting fat fix her and i'm like oh so like my boss paired her up with me because i'm like i guess like strong female like good empowering role model and i'm like loving her and not body shaming her fun times love brown parents love my dad doing the exact same shit um But yeah, like when people come in, it's often like their last kind of straw, like they're ready to make a fucking change. They're like, I'll do anything. I'll spend thousands of dollars. Great. They'll get a trainer. Amazing. They'll do a whole nutrition plan. Great. Does it work out that way? To be honest? No, I had like one, maybe two girls who actually like stuck with their shit and saw amazing results. And other people, I think everyone I had saw results except maybe a couple people. Um, But like they saw like crazy results like they stuck with like the meal planning and stuff um there's other things like life happens like what about going out and drinking with your friends what about like there's certain like trigger months like the holidays are everyone's gonna gain some weight it is what it is chill okay like we have the other 11 months to like be healthy and not eat turkey and stuffing every day so like relax a bit if you gain some weight from santa's cookies right um september i think is a big one because like people are going back to school i had a lot of students and like everyone's fucking binge drinking it is what it is that's a lot of calories if you're having 10 drinks in a night even if it's just shots of vodka that is a thousand motherfucking calories be careful right so just kind of like since it was such a catalyst people i do think would take extreme measures and come in and not just say oh, okay i want to train with you it's like oh, okay i want to train with you and be keto and intermittent fast and all organic and i know those are mutually exclusive but also let's be vegan but also carnivore and you know just crazy shit. so kind of talking through and like having compassion for people was super important and i think as a coach like i think honestly guys i would be best as like a like a consult a consultant like a health consultant so like and that's the thing like you can do with with my kin degree once i get it in a month yay is um 
give like nutrition coaching kind of like general like exercise guidelines kind of like a doctor how you'll see them one time and move on but with training people want to see results like all the time and I'm not saying they're greedy for results like my clients were honestly mostly patient but it would be like a couple months later and I'm having like the middle-aged dad say okay why the fuck am I not losing weight and I'm having like the young girl say like oh I actually gained some weight fuck and everyone's freaking out and I don't know what to say because it's almost like a secret but I'm like girl you might not actually lose weight our whole 12 months together you might not lose weight is that fucked up to say I don't know like maybe it's also the fact i've also seen it a million times i've also seen it with myself like weight fluctuates when i'm at my skintiest i still have like goals to get skinnier and skinnier um but then like in hindsight i'm like oh wait no i actually like gained weight because oh i started smoking weed and binging every night or like again like those like super like high risk kind of like months like december and january for the holidays um life happens and I just feel like this was kind of the crux of it for me as a trainer I felt like I wasn't doing my job and when I tried to do my job I was overcompensating and doing more harm than good and that's what it came down to so uh we actually my gym um made this new like policy just as I was leaving like my first or my last month I think was when they implemented it uh, and we had to do weigh-ins every month or like minimum every two months with our clients. And then you could also take other measurements. So if it was like a bodybuilding guy, you take everything. You take like his bias, his neck, his like shoulders, wingspan, whatever, right? Not wingspan. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like for most of my clients, again, gen pop, I would just take like weight, percentage body fat, and then like kind of like assess their squat, see how it's looking, assess like their arches, how are the feet looking, love me some feet, JK, JK guys. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and like just look at kind of like health metrics, blood pressure is a big one too. I don't know about the weigh-ins, even though it's every two months, so much can happen in two months. And even with girls, we would try to do it like at the same point in their cycle so that that doesn't like, that's like one less variable, I guess, to affect things. If it, like, if they lose weight, great. What the fuck happens if they gain weight, right? Like, again, it has the potential to be okay, it also has the potential to be so demotivating and distressing. So I started doing weigh-ins because I was like, maybe this is good. I know with myself, to an extent, the more that I weigh myself, the more um, like committed I am to like eating healthy, but also the more toxic I am with my eating habits. And it's a really slippery slope, guys, because one of my big beefs with like the current body positivity movement is they hate all nutrition awareness. Like I said, like trainers are shitting on and like wellness influencers, especially people who aren't trainers, actually, it's the least trained people who have no degrees whatsoever and just love their bodies and love eating intuitively. Great, shorty, I do too. But also let's not shit on every single diet that's literally been proven by science to work, please, right? Diets can be great like the physical versus mental health tightrope is really hard to walk um because and i'm not saying they're mutually exclusive but like while like physical health like the best thing might be yeah like to work out and only eat healthy and never go to mcdonald's that can also feel really restrictive obviously and be bad for your mental health so whatever it really depends on the person so like i'm saying some people might be fine with weigh-ins and some girl like or clients in general kept seeing like either like their muscle mass is increasing like for the dudes or like the girls are losing some percentage body fat and they're super happy and then other people it was like staying the same and um one of them like the guy i could kind of tell he's and like 
one of the issues with society is we're so sensitive about women's weight and women's body image that we neglect guys so like it's a lot more socially acceptable to ask a guy yo how much you weigh but like for a girl it's like oh you never ask a woman her weight her age if she's pregnant nothing just don't ask women anything don't fucking talk to us actually <laughs> jk um but yeah so with guys like even with him he's an older guy i didn't think he'd be super self-conscious about his body even though he is like a bigger individual had some fat to lose right um and he was so scared to do a weigh-in with me at first i thought he was telling me the truth he was like oh wait like i can we do a different day like i kind of forgot and then he's like actually like i can just weigh myself at home well maybe and he was kind of like tiptoeing around and i was like okay whatever makes you most comfortable i know for a lot of people it's so anxiety inducing to be weighed like in a doctor's office or trainer's office or whatever i'm just like staring at it. like i try to walk away and not be weird but you know what i mean like it's awkward so i'm like yeah if you want to like weigh yourself in the comfort of your own home whatever sure just like text me or like let me know or like we had a shared document with all his like stats and metrics i was like you can add it to your document if you'd like um and he told me like i was kind of i tried to make him comfortable in person and i was like okay um so and what's your height again okay and what was the weight and he told me and he told me in kilos and i kind of tried to do a, a quick conversion it was like a bit of a highish number um and i was like oh okay and that's kilos and he's like yep yep and like guys just the shame on his face and in that moment like I wanted to scream and cry and throw up I was like why am I doing this he feels like shit versus if I just checked in with him and I, I did do check-ins a lot I kind of um did a lot of different systems while training maybe just an ADHD thing I tried guys um so I, I would switch trainers programs every four months or four weeks just because that's what a good trainer does you know you have to switch up the stimulus every four to eight weeks sometimes it was more like six eight weeks depends on the client uh, but we'd switch it up have some fun at least with the finishers like do a little circuit do some medicine ball slams some battle ropes whatever right um i would also do like check-ins with them so i had a weekly check-in form where they could like self-monitor like how much did you sleep this week on average how much water did you get did you go for a walk did you like do some cardio on your own did you and like it was all like specific to their goals what could you have done better what were you really proud of yourself for can i do anything better just because i wanted so much feedback it kind of fizzled out people stopped doing it because every week is quite a lot but also you know if you're gonna check in with sleep every month it's not that accurate you do want to do it every week to like make sure you're keeping up with your health metrics so it depends on the person people kind of had the option to do it or not i wasn't crazy with it um i also started implementing and this was just in my last month or two but sit down chats like every month to see how are things going here's what i've seen in you that's really great here's maybe one thing you could work on is there anything else you want to work on and kind of just give some time and space because a one-hour workout with a trainer i feel like if people are stimulated the whole time they don't have a chance to ask me questions and be like oh well are carbs actually bad for you can i have an apple in the morning should i skip breakfast like they don't have time for those questions because i'm like i let's bench boys let's fucking go right so it was kind of nice to have that space to sit down and do a bit more like kind of holistic health coaching i love that shit, right so with our check-ins he was doing so well 
And if I'd been my own boss and not had this kind of pressure down my back, and some of it was internalized too, that I felt like, oh, well, his main goal is weight loss. He also was working around some pain. I got his knee pain way better, guy. We, he got his knee pain way better. He was squatting no problem. He was doing fucking single leg squats assisted, like amazing, strengthening quads, hammies. Like he was, he is a fucking king, like slain, right? And those are the metrics that I like to track because those are the metrics that make people feel good and that really matter. And the way your body looks doesn't really matter for shit. Honestly, if he's moving, the rest will take care of itself. And um, for the most part, I think he believed me when I told him that. And like, if we could keep focusing on the good things, like how he's moving, how he's feeling better. He's like, I don't have pain in the morning anymore. Like I'm more motivated to like go on little walks and I'm like parking at the back of the parking lot. Like we're thriving. I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing. Love it. He's like eating a little bit healthier um had like some like family vacations and we'd kind of coach him like i'd talk to him going in and be like okay how are you gonna eat like you know enjoy your treats maybe focus on portion control try to like volume eat a bit more like some more fruits and veggies even just so you're regular while you're traveling right because everyone gets fucking constipated when they travel make sure you're hydrating like stuff like that just pay attention to your body whatever that's all the good shit when we weighed in guys like i'm not trying to be dramatic but it was like we'd erased all of that like he was just like feeling so low and as it was as if we'd made no progress and then i tried to flip the script and be like okay well yeah like that's one of the last things you'll notice which you know can be true cannot be true and stuff um i was like but like look how good you're feeling look how good you're you're even looking like he was looking a bit more toned like we're building some muscle also weight doesn't matter that much also his percentage body fat didn't change though but you know muscle does weigh more than fat da, 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 like kind of working around whereas if weight is such a bullshit measure why are we taking it in the first place like why am i taking these people's weight and then being like oh but it also doesn't matter shorty don't worry you're fine muscle weighs more than fat like then just don't fucking do weigh-ins right so again like i did partially feel like my hands were tied through the job but i mainly felt like i was a bad trainer if i didn't since their primary goal was to lose weight and that's something i struggle with so guys let's check in with yourself what is your goal in the gym if your goal is to be a skinny mini and lose body fat like you literally just care about weight as a metric sure do fucking percentage body fat do cuts do your fasted cardio cut carbs like do diets some of them can work and some of them can work long time like again depending on like your personal factors and your adherence and shit if you care about global health and i am assuming that almost everyone listening to this cares more about global health than just one tiny aspect that's mainly appearance driven right your weight like i get it matters and it's related to other things but if we can focus on all of the other things in addition to your weight isn't that so much better so global health is sustainable it's physical it's mental it's psychosocial stuff like even it can be really helpful to work out in a group and not just because it improves your adherence but just because it's fucking happy it's a social occasion you see it so much with old people who like go on like walks together or like do their like body pump yoga classes together i had this like gym mom she was so cute and she was always like oh my god i'm your gym mom and she'd like give me a hug and like check in with me and she had her little circle and they'd like check in on each other if they missed a workout and keep each other accountable not because they were trying to get jacked, not because it was yoga, not because they were trying to get flexible necessarily. I don't know what she was doing with her husband later, but you know, just because they fucking wanted to like have a social occasion. They could have been at Tim Hortons. They decided to do it in like a super healthy movement oriented way, but same kind of social principle, right? So if you're focused on global health, 
I'm gonna just say don't fucking weigh yourself guys it's just demotivating because think about the possible outcomes so if it's if you've lost weight you're gonna be proud of yourself are you gonna continue to lose weight for the rest of your life most likely not there is gonna be a point in time where either you stop weighing and or you gain weight and I say and or because it's often and because for me when I can feel that I just had a big binge I'm terrified to weigh myself for context I'm weighing about like 160 right now I'm kind of hesitant to mention that because the numbers shouldn't matter but I do kind of just want to give you like some figures like for context because I'm going to mention numbers um the other day like I had a couple weeks where I was getting high like every night and binging until I was sick this again this is something else for me to work on but I was literally eating so much food that one of the days like I woke up and I felt like so physically full from the night before like it was like I just had a steak dinner but it was the morning when you're usually hungry and I stepped on the scale and I was like 171 and I'm like okay cool so we've gained literally 11 pounds of binge some of it's bloat some of it's periods that like whatever like sure it fluctuates but that was just a lot for me so after that I avoided weighing myself for like another couple of weeks because I'm like okay well I want to wait till I get back to 160 so I only weigh myself when I feel skinny well that's so damaging to your health because what feels skinny to me now is so much heavier than what felt skinny to me like two three years ago and might be totally different from what feels skinny to me in two three four years right so just in general i feel like weight game is not a good one to play like you guys can beef me over this i just i've seen it go right and i've seen it go so wrong and again unless that's your primary goal there's just a million better check-ins you can do for yourself and yeah obviously like i'm saying like being obese typically isn't like ideal health like honestly a lot of our population could be healthier if we lost a few pounds but it's like how are we doing that right like if we're physically active it's going to take care of itself anyway if we're eating whole foods it's going to take care of itself anyway a lot of these things like obesity isn't um like a cause of death in itself but it's linked to like cardiovascular disorder type 2 diabetes hypertension i'm sure you guys have all like heard this before um but since like yeah it's linked why don't we target the other causes of it since obesity itself doesn't actually cause death why don't we target common causes like bad diet and being sedentary and stress from work and loneliness from not being social enough right like stuff like that so i'm all about the social too um also fun fact being overweight as a like bmi classification is actually the most ideal for illness protection which is crazy so people think like normal weight like bmi 18 to 24 is like the best but for actually like preventing against illness that can be mad protective that's why we evolved to put on so much of it and being overweight actually has the like lowest risk kind of cool fun fact um but yeah so i just think that a lot of trait i mean i'm just gonna fucking say it like there's a lot of bad trainers out there and i do think i was one of the good ones and again like it's such it's like a, a sacred opportunity to do so much good like i would touch lives in a way after i left i had people tell me like yo you changed my life like i was like literally crying every night when i left my job um you can do a lot it just it was so overwhelming to me having to like work around like the fat phobia in our society and i felt like very boxed in maybe like in future if i marketed myself as like a like wellness trainer and like body positivity trainer and like holistic health trainer and stuff like that it would be better but just like the clients i got had such aggressive weight loss goals that i felt like i had to give it to them or fail them and that was like 
yeah, there was no winning for me. I felt like disappointed in myself and in them, and they felt disappointed in themselves. It was horrible. Um, and it's, it's fucking ironic because doctors take an oath of what is it like beneficence where like you have to do no harm and also do as much good as possible and I feel like we're just doing a fuck ton of harm like watch out for the gyms out there guys like there's trainers who will push you till you puke and I remember when I first started out it was a thing like have you made a client throw up yeah ha 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 and I'm like absolutely the fuck not because if you're a good actual trainer and you've been educated you're supposed to like pay attention to their rpe rate of perceived exhaustion and see if they're like holding their fucking stomach and saying one second man and sweating i'm gonna be like okay like you know you can tell when somebody's like getting a good workout and when somebody's like fucking dying um that's another thing too like everyone's so personal i never got heat for this thank god one of my co-workers said that our boss would kind of give her the stink eye sometimes when she would just be chilling and like talking to a client for like 10 20 minutes which seems lazy is not um i would do that with my clients too like i had a girl with like everything like she would get dizzy low blood pressure faint nervous like just you know what i mean so half the time when we do especially like lower body like up and down movements like squats and lunges and deadlifts and shit she would get lightheaded and we'd have to sit down and just breathe and like i said very like nervous anxious person so very shallow breathing so we'd have to take like a good five minutes every time and just like legs up belly breath talk through it and i'm like well if she's on the ground breathing i might as well chill out too i could breathe too so we're like taking deep breaths together sure maybe it looks a little fucked up it's not like what you see when you google image like personal training session like you want to see like crazy weightlifting running going on but that was what she needed yo so client always fucking comes first okay so that is the bulk of just my fucking conflict in the workplace and why i decided to leave um kind of one of the last things i'm gonna say is again there's no need to ever tell somebody they've gained weight or lost weight just never fucking comment on somebody's weight or anything weird about their appearance like you can say like oh you look good like you've dressed up you're wearing some earrings you got some nice shoes whatever that should be fucking it because that could be reinforcing really bad habits like binging and purging or just like restricting your calories um and it's also like reinforcing to them like hey i look good i should keep losing weight i should keep getting skinnier which can be really really detrimental i know like i've experienced it firsthand like my dad always calls me fat and it's the first thing and so it's not even just oh okay i'm fat it makes me internalize the belief that my weight is the most important part of me it's the first thing people notice even people who know me and know my personality it's not just people meeting me for the first time like you know when you meet and you're like describing somebody and you're like oh you know the girl with the black hair the fat guy that that's bad enough but if somebody who knows me and my myself instead of saying oh you look smiley your eyes are sparkling you got a bit of a tan you first thing is you look fat it's really fucking damaging guys people are not stupid they have mirrors they have social media and believe it or not they're way harder on themselves than you are so however hard you're being on people, being on your kids, being on your, your family, I think is a big one where people think like, oh, well, it's my job as their family member to like tell them and keep them in check. They're 10 times harder on themselves. So like, just fucking check yourself, treat them with love. People know how they look and they don't need you to tell them. And people also always feel the need to like explain away a weight gain. Like, oh well like maybe they're in a relationship or they're depressed or they're stressed or they moved away from home they're like when i was in first year residence 
you know, the freshman 15, I gained like freshman 30, like it was fucking rough. And then I kept kind of gaining and COVID and, you know, it was all a disaster and I was drinking too fucking much. Again, the calories from that. Um, yeah. And it like my eyebrow lady saw me every month and she'd periodically be like, oh, you're gaining more weight. You're gaining more weight. And then one time, like she saw me like a year later, cause I actually stopped going because I felt so fat shamed every time. I don't go to her anymore because of the fat shame. That's literally the sole reason. Cause I just felt so uncomfortable. Um, and it's, it is a cultural thing, but you know. So a year later when I'd lost this weight, she said, oh, you look so good. Have you like been working out? And I'm like, actually I'm exercising less than I did before. So now are you reinforcing like, now I know the benefits of exercise. I'm not stupid, but if it's somebody who like doesn't know, they might say, oh shit, maybe I was bulky because of the exercise. So I'm going to stop working out because she thinks I look better now. It's a year later. There's no other variables that could have changed, right? It's not that like I'm eating at home more now. I'm like in a loving relationship. I'm like drinking less alcohol. I was actually fully sober when I saw her. No, 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 no. It has to be the exercise. Let's cut that. So again, guys, don't fucking comment on it. All right. Let's get into the good part, I guess. All right. So I know I shot on my old gym a lot. Again, I think this happens at a lot of different gyms and the deepest reasons, like I said, for me quitting my job were, well, quitting my job was for travel and stuff. The deepest reasons why I'm conflicted with a personal training job in general is just like that fat phobia and having to like serve clients goals while also like knowing how damaging it can be. It's a, it's a whole thing. And like they're paying you. So it's like, oh, well I have to give you what you want, but also what you want is garbage. Horrible guys. I'm taking a big fucking break from training. Okay. Why did I choose and why am I still kind of glad that I did work for a big corporation? So I actually have no regrets about it. What I tell people, like there were enough issues that I left, but I left at like the exact perfect time. Like I'm glad I had the opportunity that I did because had I not, I probably would have worked for them later at some other point in my life and potentially spent a lot more time there, especially if I didn't have that kind of like catalyst of graduation and travel and stuff. I might've spent years there. Um, it was really good in some ways. First thing, insurance. I know this seems fucking boring. It's really important. Um, I got certified through CSEP, the Canadian Society for Exercise Physiology. Amazing, like very like kind of prestigious if you're going into like kinesiology, like if you study that, all of your profs will tell you to do it because you can go from there and like do other things like in the society um and they do a lot of like good like the 24-hour like movement guidelines and like nutrition guidelines and shit like that so anyway i had insurance through them so i was fine but i know a lot of other trainers don't have their own insurance so like working at a gym where you get insurance or getting your own separate is just like so important guys seriously it only takes one motherfucker to like do some at-home workout based on something you showed them hurt themselves blame you sue you destroy all like so bad okay so be careful Another big thing is, especially since my gym was so big, it's like one of the most prestigious, they feed you clients because people who want personal training don't just go to some random guy on the internet. They're gonna want a um, gym with credentials, like a really prestigious one, walk in, look for someone, boom, there you are, right? So it was like way easier to get clients than just like randomly canvassing online. I feel like I haven't done this road myself, so I don't wanna like, say anything that's not true but just seeing my friends go through it and stuff the instagram row you have to fully commit it's like a full-time job you're online all the time again like i'm not into fucking screen time i'm an in-person person um so it like it would not be for me um but you have to like gain such a following 
to make it through that route and then people like you come on their for you page and they follow you for like months and then they decide to purchase training from you so it's just like a long delayed process that's I actually worked with an online trainer and that's how it worked for me that I was like I'd followed her forever I really admired her and then eventually I decided to buy training from her and it was only like three months then we stopped anyway so just be aware of that or you can do like the online thing and like have it through clients and like referrals and word of mouth but then you better be like goddamn good which is the goal um so yeah it was easy I didn't have to find my own clients big one too was education that they would get like super um prestigious like education people to come in and do courses and they subsidize half of it because they really value that and that's when i talk about guys there's trainers and there's trainers and everybody has their specialty like i've done a couple of those classes i was gonna do more but i left um but like i know people who have done like five six of those classes so they know a lot more even though they might be the same level and make the same money as a different trainer who's done none of those classes so i would really recommend it even though it's more money I mean, they subsidize half at my gym anyway. Like, a lot of gyms have their own policy, but since my gym was so big, they were, like, so connected. and Like, they were hooked up with all of these great gyms. I did, like, this pregnancy course and then this kind of, like, rehabby course. It was amazing. Um, another big thing, like I said, I'm not a fan of virtual. It was in person. Um, in person is just better, guys. I don't care what you see on the internet. The only good thing about virtual training is, like, if you already know what you're doing, sure, like you can get somebody to program for you, but then you shouldn't be paying near the amounts that you would for in-person training if you're just paying for a program. Like you can find free online PDFs, like pirated online. So be careful with that one. Um, but in-person, like you can see everything. Like if I ever do do the virtual thing, which I probably will at some point, I'm gonna make people like send me videos of everything. Like weekly, I wanna see your squat from the front, back, side to assess. I wanna see if your knees are caving. I wanna see like how your depth is looking. I wanna see the foot tripod, mm, feet again. Um, and that like can be really hard to see. Like you have to have like really good angles on your camera and then it cuts into their workout time because it should just be an hour and a half, but then it's three hours because like they have to film everything for you and do everything twice and they're not and then they're resting too long so then like their weights are off so they have to go heavier to make it hard like it's just a whole thing um yeah i don't know very unideal in person always better um another big one that i wouldn't have thought of is like using the company as a scapegoat so like i said we had like a 24-hour cancellation policy um if I had my own business and had to enforce that, I'd come off like a bitch. But for me, I could just say, oh, sorry, it's the company policy. My hands are tied. In reality, were they tied? Not really. They kind of were like it was our policy. Um, and I feel like if I was constantly canceling stuff, my bosses would be like, what the fuck? I definitely could cancel a few. And I did. Like, I had one girl who never missed a session ever. And then, like, she woke up, like, sick and throwing up. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to charge you $80 because you have a fucking flu. Like, take care of yourself. I love you. See you later. Um, but, like, I did try to, like, uphold it just because people do jerk you around with timing. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a hard policy. So it's just easier to, like, kind of, like, use the company as a fallback on that one. Another thing, this depends on the gym, like, heavily, but kind of having a guaranteed-ish income. For us, we only got paid for, like, every training hour and then any, like, meeting hour. But, like, if, like I said, if I was there from, like, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., like, I might only be paid for, like, six, seven of those hours. Um, 
also like training meetings we only got minimum wage which sucks but like premium hours with clients we'd make like whatever like our like paycheck or like our like rate was for that um and if somebody didn't show up and I let them cancel then I didn't get paid which sucked um anyway though but the positive was that like it was more or less guaranteed like in my weekly meetings with my boss I could kind of say like what I wanted like oh I want to make a little bit more or like I need like one more client just to like be able to I don't know afford my mortgage JK I'm not an adult like that afford weed and alcohol yay um so yeah you can like do that easier than like if you are your own boss and you go belly up that's it like you're fucked bro <laughs> like go work at a coffee shop I don't know what to tell you um and last big thing I would say was equipment um that yeah like a lot of virtual trainers kind of tell clients like let me know what equipment you have and I'll plan around it that's a lot of work if you're going to customize it most will kind of have two options so either like a at home like one kettlebell two dumbbells option or a full gym option but then I feel like if you are working with a full gym it's okay but then if it's again like a super busy time like 5 6 p.m or it's like January whatever um and people don't have access to the machines that you like program them to use you're not there to give modifications you know what i mean like just with anything or i know for me I, again i had an online trainer it's not 24 7 it's she gives me a program she tries to be online throughout the day but obviously it doesn't work like that so rarely would she text me back right away during my workout which i completely understood um that's another reason why i want to be in person because i feel like online you always have to be online and it's just the screen time guys not fucking good for your eyes not fucking good for your soul i cannot um but yeah i was working around like a lot of different injuries and i would text her like hey so like the squats i couldn't do it today they felt like shit so i moved to leg press tried that couldn't do it felt like shit so i did leg extension and i like knew how to modify for myself because i am also a trainer and she would like agree and say oh and next time you can do assisted with this or maybe try this as this or try working on your brace a bit and send me a video and like she'd try to work around it but like especially if you're like have any sort of injury guys like don't work with an online trainer because they can't modify or if you're like pregnant or something it changes so much like in your day-to-day -day, especially with pregnancy and with your cycle as a girl that I feel like you just have to do it in person. Like I could look at somebody and be like, oh, okay, the leg press is taken. So we're gonna start with like upper body, we'll do pull-ups and then we'll do leg press, single leg and da da da. Like I could always modify in the moment um, and you can't do that with online, right? But yeah, again, that's kind of a drawback, but the benefit was that you have the full gym equipment and stuff and you don't have to like either like buy and supply your own gym or assume that clients have their own gym stuff. Um, so yeah. So that's kind of it guys that was like a lot i feel like i went in circles a bit i tried sorry um yeah let me know if you have questions dm me um i do yeah i do just want to say like this i think is a prime example of why it's so important to have compassion for like your loved ones who are in jobs that they might not love and you might not love for them because there's a lot of reasons so like i said like i was I had the ability to do so much good and I wanted to stay but I was conflicted but I needed the money but like I didn't like the management but I you know and it was such a back and forth um people are intelligent guys so like don't make their decisions for them maybe this is just my own triggers coming out but I know with my family I couldn't really talk about the drawbacks of my job because every time it was like well that's stupid quit focus on school don't work for a corporation focus on getting into physio school which is something I don't even want to do um and yeah 
honestly, all somebody who's struggling at work needs to hear is I love you and I support you and they can figure out, or, or role play, quitting, I don't know. Um, but like, they can figure out the shit on their own. So there were, as you can see, a lot of positives and a lot of negatives and just a lot of conflict in general with the job, not just with my company. Um, so that's where I'm at right now, guys. I don't, I don't have an answer for you of like, if I'm gonna do it again yet or like what the solution is, I don't know. Um, but I do know you always, always, always have to follow your moral compass. And if you know that a job is like, you're advocating for something you don't believe in, like I felt that I was, you gotta fucking quit, man. That's it. No money in the world is enough for that. All right. Have a good fucking week, y'all. I'll see you next time.